from Michael Tumlin Designs. This is Creatively Brief. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 31 of Creatively Brief, a podcast for creatives by creatives. I'm your host, Michael Tumlin, and I'm happy to welcome independent artist and designer Joe Cavazos to today's show. Hey, Joe, how are you doing? Hey, what's up, man? I'm so happy to be here. Uh, honored that you had me on the show, man. Yeah, absolutely. I've uh, followed you for a little while, and I actually remember the first time, which jumping ahead a little bit, but I remember the first time I saw you on TikTok, I was like, oh yeah, that's that designer from Instagram. Uh, so it's <laughs> I've actually seen you pop up a couple different times, so it's cool to have you on the show and kind of dig into some of your work. I, I appreciate you being here. Awesome. Glad to be here. So before we dive too deep into anything about your work, can you give us a little bit of background into yourself, sort of what it is that you do, where you are in your career, and what you're currently working on? Yeah, um, well, I'm a designer slash artist. Um, I love uh, been in the design field for you know close to 20 years now, off and on. And uh, this last six years, I've been a freelance designer full time, uh, but now actually transitioning into full time working on my ventures. Um, and then you know um, do I like you said Instagram and TikTok, just mm-hmm. doing a lot of uh, self uh, self work work on my own and posting that kind of stuff out there. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Very cool. Very cool. I'm excited to dig into, uh, to you're talking about some of those other ventures you're working on. There's some pretty cool stuff. So I'm excited to dive into that as well. Um, so what is your background in design and art? Uh, was this something that like growing up, you were always kind of like interested in artistic things? Did you go to college for it? How did you kind of get to where you are right now? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I've always enjoyed art and I always loved drawing and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it was in high school when I found out about Photoshop. And like I tell everybody, like I fell in love with Photoshop before I fell before I got into design. And so, yeah. you know, I knew I kind of want to be or I want to get into art, but I also love the digital aspect of it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really fell in love with creating um, and then, you know, put one and two together and realized like, hey, there's this thing called commercial art. You can actually, right. you know, make a living this way and you don't have to be a starving artist. Right. Um, right. So so that's kind of where I started, just, you know, that journey of being a digital artist, but also figuring out, okay, how can I use this skill set to make a living and make a career out of it? So, yeah. right. I think the interesting thing too, I'm the same way. So when I was in high school, my first introduction to Adobe was Photoshop. Uh, and that's sort of like, like you said, like that was my first love. And it's so funny because like no one I know likes Photoshop. Everyone hates it. And I'm like the only person that ever likes it, but I look at your work and it just screams Photoshop. And like, there's so many cool things you can do with it. I think it's just a matter of like, I guess where you come from, like if you start an illustrator, then I understand why Photoshop is overwhelming, but I feel like it's unique in what you can do with it. And I think your work kind of represents that you have a lot of really cool stuff. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. I know as a designer, like you got to know all these different tools and that, but for me, when it comes down to having fun and creating, like, you know, it's, that's my bread and butter and that's something I always go back to. Yeah. I think, uh, because I'm most comfortable in Photoshop and because you can kind of pull in different assets, I think that's what like draws me to it. So like illustrator is really cool if you're into illustration, but like, that's not really my thing. Like I'm not very good at it. Uh, and so I look at it and I use that as a tool. Usually like in my design work, I start in illustrator and then just take it to Photoshop to finish it because that's like, I just feel most comfortable there. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, very cool. Very cool. So 
looking at your work, you have this very specific style. Uh, and like I said, like whenever I saw you on TikTok, like the first thing that I saw was your work. And I was kind of like, oh, I recognize that. Uh, and so I, I want to know sort of like how you developed your style. Was it something that you were kind of actively pursuing, something that was intentional? Or was it more just like over time you kind of found these techniques and it kind of just morphed into what you now kind of create? I think it's been that last part, just, you know, something that's morphed over time, uh, trying different things. You know, uh, I get bored easily. So I'm always, mm -hmm. you know, trying different styles, different techniques. And, you know, some of it stays and some of it sticks, you know, and some of it, you know, I, I don't touch again. Um, but I think, you know, over the years, that's, you know, kind of created my own style. I still have a hard time saying, OK, that's my style. Right. Uh, but it's even more evident, you know, when I have conversations with other people where they see the work and they're, oh, OK, you know, that's that's your style. Right. Uh, but uh, to me, that's that's something that's always evolving and always growing. Um, yeah. You know, as I try different things uh, and play around with different techniques. Yeah. I think even looking, cause I, I did a deep dive on your Instagram uh, and even looking at like some of your relatively re like mediumly recent pieces, <laughs> if that makes sense, mm -hmm. like probably a little while ago up to then, like now you can even see that it kind of shifts and uh, ebbs and flows a little bit. Uh, and, and your more recent pieces are actually really, really cool um, with the kind of like more, more plain backgrounds and kind of masking things out and stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, that's a recurring theme that people say that, you know, it kind of goes back and forth. And I've talked to a lot of people about their style and they all kind of say the same thing that they don't feel like they have one, which I think is interesting. Um, and a lot of times that leads to like the conversation around imposter syndrome and things like that, that they feel like they're, you know, yeah. it's not really their work. Um, and so I, I think that's interesting that so many people feel that way. Do you, is that something that you've kind of found yourself falling into where you feel like, uh, you know, you look at it and you just kind of feel like it's not really yours in a way, if that makes sense? Uh, yeah, it, in a way, I think it's, you know, I, I like to think of it, you know, as, you know, maybe a DJ in a sense that I'm just remixing, you know, uh, my experiences along with all the other experiences that I've had and other right. artists and designers that, you know, I've drawn inspiration from. Um, and so it's just a like, you know, this hodgepodge of, you know, different sources. Um, right. And that's what you're seeing. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's definitely, there's definitely a lot of that, um, you know, when it comes to, to my style and what, what I think of it. Yeah. I think that's interesting. There's, um, are you familiar with Edward's son? Yes. Yeah. Cause I know that, uh, he, he's been using some of the assets from one of your, uh, businesses that you started. Um, and mm -hmm. he, he was on the show a couple episodes back and I don't know if you listened to it, but he said, um, he, he said in there that, uh, he was talking about how like, as humans, because because he's a, a Christian, and so he was saying that like God creates, right? And then we just kind of remix that, and then he kind of like paralleled that into talking about the music scene and the design industry, and how like we, like he doesn't feel like any of us are really creating much of anything as much as we're remixing. So that that comment about uh you know kind of being a DJ and remixing, I think that's interesting, and I think it depends on like your perspective because I've always heard people say you know oh, well, you're like ripping off this person or that person. But when you look at it, yeah. it really is just kind of taking all the different elements and then it kind of becomes its own unique thing. So I, I think that's an interesting little rabbit hole you can go down. There's a lot of different ways to look at that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
So in your early work, uh, I, I noticed that there's some pieces that look a little bit more Illustrator-esque. They look a little bit more like they're using shapes, vector kind of things, things like that, where your current work is definitely a lot more Photoshop heavy, it seems like. Uh, so was that shift, I, I know you kind of said that sometimes you get bored, you kind of just keep evolving your style. Was it something that you kind of like looked at and said that you wanted to start pursuing a little bit more of this photo manipulation style? Uh, or was that also just sort of like uh, based on circumstance and kind of what, what you were trying to do in that moment? I think it's a little bit of both. I think, uh, you know, also during that time, you know, I was doing a lot of client work and, you know, as kind of my freelance career uh, grew, you know, I became to focus more on what type of projects I would take on. So, right. you know, early on in my freelance, I was doing everything from, you know, branding, logos, you know, so I, I was in that world. Uh, but, you know, I always kind of fell back to, you know, photo composition and, you know, working in Photoshop uh, and, you know, going back to, to you know, learning new things and trying out new things and, you know, in a sense, almost being ignorant and like, oh, I could do that, you know. Right. Um, you know, and that's where, you know, I, like I don't consider myself an illustrator per se, but like I was like, you know, I could pretty much do anything in Photoshop if I really want to set my mind to it. So, you know, it's like I could illustrate enough to so where I could take it into Photoshop and make it look a little better or right. refine it some. Um, and so, you know, I think that that season, I would, you know, also like just being inspired by a lot of illustrators um, at the time, too, and also the type of work that I was getting hired to do um, kind of helped push me to pursue, you know, more illustration type of work. But, you know, again, that's something that's like, you know, always changing. Um, right. And, you know, I always fall back to kind of my bread and butter of, you know, creating in Photoshop and, you know, using photos and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting kind of approach to it. It's like, it's like, it really, it's like a, a montage almost. If you look back at like early days of some of the art stuff, it's very like montage-esque, but then it's uh, like having the tools that we have now with Photoshop and things like that. I think you can put such an interesting spin on it. Uh, and one of the things, like the big thing that I always was familiar with when I kind of first found your work was the uh, pixel stretch that you do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think looking at that, like I, I think back to some of the early days of like the art scene and how like that would have been significantly harder like, I don't know I guess maybe you'd have to like mix paints for that or something uh, so yeah. I think it's interesting too to see sort of how technology allows us to do these new things and then how we take it and add our own like creativity to it I think that's really interesting for sure yeah so one thing that kind of stands out about your social media presence is that you are on YouTube and uh, TikTok as well so I, I already kind of touched on that and, and led into it. But so how has YouTube and TikTok and sort of some of these other social media platforms found its way into your workflow? I mean, uh, I mean, for me, the biggest thing has always been about sharing the process. Um, like, you know, um, uh, early on when I was talking about like the illustrating stuff, like I used to follow D DK and G uh, illustrators mm -hmm. um, and they always use, I think they even still do show a lot of their process videos. So like, you know, uh, and one for me, especially when I'm playing, sometimes I'll forget like, okay, how did I get to a certain point? Right. And so I would record, you know, my process. Um, and then little by little, I started uh, sharing it like on Instagram first and, uh, you know, people seem to dig it. And so then I was like, okay, you know, every time I create something for fun, I'm just going to record mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it basically turns into content that I could repurpose and, you know, use on Instagram and different things like that. And, um, you know, I started a YouTube channel, YouTube is kind of a different beast. Like I still haven't figured it out. Um, right. you know, like I'm getting subscription is growing, but it's like, 
you know, uh, I don't know if it's just saturated, you know, it's just one of those things that is still a challenge. Um, yeah. Unlike TikTok, you know, I, I got on TikTok like a couple months ago, um, you know, as a joke uh, and really my <laughs> friend just kind of pushing me and I was like, nah, this is just for kids. Like there's really nothing here, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I put some content up and this was actually during when all the COVID stuff started happening. So, yeah. you know, I was kind of really not at a place where I wasn't super inspired, not to say inspired, but just, you know, dealing with that, you know, right. uh, all the situations, like I didn't have a lot of time to, you know, put in to create new art, um, right. put out. So I was like, Oh, I'm just going to repurpose some of the content and art I have and, you know, put it up on TikTok and see what happens. Um, and it began to like snowball and grow. And actually during that time, it helped grow my other channels like YouTube and Instagram. Right. It was all coming from TikTok. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, I mean, I just, it, as far as like, it's not necessarily stuff I'm creating for, but it's more like after the fact that I'm creating. But now, you know, after seeing kind of the the feedback from it, like I'm, I'm purposely, you know, starting to create, not necessarily create art for TikTok or stuff like that, mm-hmm. but just the way I record the content or, right. you know, uh, the different methods that I'm using as far, you know, that way I'm able to share it differently, you know, when it comes to TikToks. And now most recently, you know, started utilizing reels on Instagram because, you know, yeah. I think that's, that's, you know, some of the same style that works for TikTok is working for reels. Um, right. And actually, I think right now reels is kind of as far as views and stuff, like they're really trying hard to push it. And so um, that's where a lot of the engagement is coming from uh, lately for me. Yeah. I just posted, uh, I was talking to you kind of before we started recording, but uh, I just posted on reels. And so reels is kind of something that I'm interested in getting into. And the idea is I've been recording these podcast episodes for a while and I figured that would be a good way to share a little bit more of the episode. So I'm kind of working on, you know, figuring all that out, getting the workflow right, kind of stockpiling right now. Um, but I posted a reel from last week's episode with Bob Ewing and uh, I, I just posted it and kind of didn't really think a whole lot about it. It's just what I post on my story usually, which is like this week on Creatively Brief, a quick poll quote from the episode, something to kind of get people engaged in it. Uh, and it got like a thousand views on the reels. And I was like, oh, okay. Like if you want to keep going, just keep going. Uh, and like, that's not a huge number, but then I looked back at my insights and Instagram and I saw that, uh, that day, my, uh, the amount of exposure I had, it was like twice as much as any other day. So I look at that and I say to myself, like, I know they're not all going to be like winners. Like they're not all going to get that many views, but if you start posting there, especially if you already kind of have the bulk of your work on Instagram, I feel like it's such a powerful tool to say like, look, here's this like quick content that's like this, but then here you can come see more of the final pieces. It's like more centralized than kind of TikTok and then bringing them to Instagram. And like you said, you were doing that already on stories. And that's kind of my mindset too, because, you know, I would get asked questions and stuff like that. And I might show like a little quick tutorial on stories, uh, but that's their 24 hours unless you like pin it, you know, to your profile, whatever. Um, and the same thing, like I did a, a tutorial that I did a long time ago on stories. I redid it and I put it on reels and it took off like, yeah. you know, and it's like, and it's fresh and brand new for people. Uh, but you know, you would think, oh, well, I already did this on stories. Somebody you right. know, already saw it, blah, blah, blah. But you know, it's, you know, that only lasts 24 hours. So I definitely, you know, if you know, you're into social media, you want to see, get your work, figure out ways to storytell uh, using reels and TikTok, I think is, is really uh, a big thing right now for artists and designers like us. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that uh, like whenever you talk to people about TikTok and all that, do you think people generally have the idea that it's not like kind of like how you did before you got on it, that it's not overly beneficial? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm even, I even don't, I haven't even really talked much about it, like on Instagram, like trying to get people to go from Instagram to TikTok, just right. because like, I, first I wasn't really sure about it, but at the same time, it's kind of that, that same mindset. It's like, you know, because everybody, there's a lot of people on TikTok, uh, and, but it's really about like what you follow. So like, you know, I, I, you know, my wife's on, you know, she, she doesn't do it, create TikToks, but she loves, you know, watching them and, right. you know, her content, she's not going to get into like Photoshop and stuff like that. Um, right. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. It's like, oh, you have, you make funny videos. Like, no, I don't, I don't make, yeah. you know, they're not that funny. <laughs> I'm not that funny to begin with, but, uh, um, but there is like in, in any kind of, there's always like niches and stuff like that. And yeah. when you find those niches, uh, when I got on TikTok, I noticed like photography is like huge. Like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, tons of photographers and, you know, a small amount, like I've seen a lot of like illustrators and stuff like that. Um, and, but like people that worked in Photoshop, there wasn't that many. And the, the, there's some guys in there, you know, they have huge followings and huge views. Um, just because I think they were there like early on and stuff right. like that. And so, um, and their content's great. Um, but you know, it's just one of those things like, you know, I didn't take it seriously. Even when I talk about it to people, they're kind of like, what you're on TikTok? Like, yeah, what? <laughs> that don't make sense. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a really cool couple of months, uh, playing around with that platform and kind of seeing the engagement there that that's been happening. Yeah. We have, uh, so I'm, I'm the president of the graphic design student association at my college. And we just had a design conference that we do every single year. And, uh, one of the speakers was Monique Amy. And I don't know if you're familiar with her work, um, but she's like a designer and artist and she's actually on TikTok. And so she has, uh, she like did the whole thing. Like there's something I, so I, I was a little bit unclear on what it was, but it's something where you like have to post 40 times in a month and then you can get like a partner. I don't know if that's through TikTok or through someone else or what was going on with it, but she like went all out on it. She like planned her TikToks and like posted all these TikToks and she's actually got a really, really big following on there now. Um, and so I think it just speaks to like, and like you were saying, like you have to find sort of the right people for it. Uh, and there's a long standing argument with my brother that he is in no way, shape or form interested in art, design or anything like that. And every time I tell him I'm going to get on TikTok, he's like, bro, people don't post that. I'm like, no, no, people post it. You just don't see it because you're not interested yeah. in it. So I, I think there is, there's a lot of different ways that you can go like kind of approach it um, and a lot of different ways that you can kind of like share your work on there. But it's all about just kind of finding the right audience and then kind of finding content that works for them. Um, and, and to your point about kind of repurposing, not repurposing, repurposing, but also kind of reformatting a little bit. Um, I think there is a lot to be said for reformatting some things for TikTok as well, because I think sometimes people want a little bit of a different experience on there versus uh, YouTube video and obviously the time limit alone, you know, being a minute. Um, that's a really short amount of time to give a full design tutorial, especially in Photoshop. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is wild. The tutorial stuff is kind of what's taken off the most there. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's tough to make a tutorial on the 60 seconds and, yeah. but, um, you know, it just, people love it. And for some reason they're, they're learning and, you know, I, I'm still amazed, like, there's no way I could, you know, learn something from myself on TikTok, um, I know. But, you know, just people <laughs> being able to kind of pull from that, either they download the video, they slow it down or whatever they yeah. need to do to, to learn. Um, so it's really, really, yeah, diff a different type of format. Uh, one of the things that I usually do is I, I do like a screen captures, 
that's kind of been my, you know, what I normally post is just screen captures. Um, and the thing that I've been experimenting now is using like a, a camera view of the actual display. So mm-hmm. instead of it just being, you know, a digital screen that you're seeing, right. you know, you're seeing kind of the behind the shoulder, behind the, you know, behind the scenes type of view uh, of a time lapse, which is totally different. And I think that that kind of content's like working a little bit better than just, you know, professional, you know, super clear uh, a time lapse. And so, yeah, yeah, definitely one of those things where I'm like experimenting, you know, with different ways of showing the same thing, but making it look different, especially for TikTok versus Instagram right. and YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. They're all a, a different way to capture somebody's attention for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's the big, that I think that's probably what turns people off to social media the most um, because you have to kind of learn from each platform. They're all completely different. Uh, and that can be very much overwhelming. But I think if you can get the basics down, uh, you can kind of start really making a big name for you, getting a big social media presence out there. For sure. Yeah. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Sunday Social TV and New Supply. Are you a designer, videographer, or creative of any type? Then you need to be on Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with video courses created by professionals in their respective fields, giving you insights into how to take your skills to the next level. Whether you're learning a new hobby or pursuing a career, Skillshare has a class for you. With classes from creatives like Aaron Draplin and Roxanne Gay, there's no limit to how much you can learn from Skillshare. You don't want to miss this opportunity. Sign up today with the link in the podcast notes to get a free trial of Skillshare Premium Membership and take your creativity to the next level. Welcome back, everyone. So, Joe, can you tell us a little bit about Sunday Social TV? Yeah, that's a a company I started, um, I think, four. I'm trying to remember. This COVID has me, uh, (laughs) like you, has me... uh, (laughs) Uh, figuring out what year it is okay yeah. so like four or five years ago i started with my buddy jonathan okay. um so a lot of the work i've done has been with nonprofits and uh specifically like churches and stuff like that right. so uh, with my freelance career um and me and my buddy jonathan we've we've always, we've been good friends and he's an entrepreneur and does all kinds of projects and we've been thinking about ideas of like okay what could we start and at the time, social media was kind of taking off, you know, as far as creating content for social media. Right. Um, and there wasn't a lot of media companies that were uh, resourcing churches at the time. Um, and so we thought, OK, like, what do we made a subscription model? Um, you get like 30 graphics and he would write the content and I would create the graphics, you know, um, for I think it was like five bucks a month or something mm-hmm. like that. And at the time, we were kind of the first ones that kind of started supplying that that kind of demand feeling that that demand there um because th- there was a need for it um and so you know slowly it started growing and growing um you know and as we grew we added more more features more type of content and right you know now we're at the point where you know i'm actually doing that full time now um and it's that's, uh, that's cool. where i've kind of switches switched gears from being a full-time freelancer to working for sunday social full-time and getting to do all these extra you know art projects and stuff like that uh, um without having to worry about you know drumming up a lot of client work so right so, yeah it's, it's been a really cool experience um to work in that field um for sure what i think is interesting so i actually 
like worked volunteered at my church uh a long time ago like a long Mm -hmm. time ago and it was for design stuff and i remember the creative director at the time we have uh i go to a non-denominational church so we're like pretty forward thinking with these kind of graphics and all like social media is big for them and uh we and so i the creative director at the time he didn't have any background in design he was a very good designer but he wasn't like professionally trained and so I think what's interesting I don't know if that extends everywhere but I know a lot of churches and especially like if they're smaller like they may not have the budget to hire someone to like do all this right to be making this like full-time so I think that this feels like you said like it's something that I think is it's filling a really important area in design and in churches um, to be able to have these kind of graphics to bring more people to the church you know to make things look a little more professional um, so that's really, really cool. Where did the idea kind of come from? Was it just that you kind of, was it really just from like your freelance work that since you were working there, you were like, Hey, I think this might be beneficial. Uh, or was there conversations from other people that were kind of saying that that might be something that would be good? Um, well at the time, like, you know, a lot of the clients that I had were like larger churches uh, yeah. and, you know, a lot of them started, you know, it used to be like, you know, when you would do a package or some kind of campaign, like mm-hmm. it was all mostly print. Um, but little by little, all these churches were starting to want, um, you know, um, social media content. Right. Um, and templates for Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And so it just became evident like this was a need that, you know, my clients were needing. Um, and so, you know, as, you know, churches continue to grow and develop and try new things like, they, they, you know, they're going to jump into social media. Um, and, you know, as far as my business partner, Jonathan, we, you know, we, we, we're really good friends with a lot of the media companies and, um, resource that resource churches and stuff like that. We also didn't want to step on toes. Like we didn't want to come out with something that was like super competitive because, you know, some of those guys is actually people that hired me, you know, years back. And so, you know, we wanted to come up with something that was different. Um, you know, it's kind of funny, but when we first launched, some people thought was like, Hey man, you should do this for free. Like there's no way people are going to pay for this type of content. Yeah. Um, you know, um, because it was, it was one of those things because the, the only way you could get like a lot of this stuff was like in groups where people would like, Oh, here's a set of 30 free graphics and things like that. Um, right. You know, but we wanted to come at it from a point of view of like, we want something that was like well-designed and as well as the content. So like Jonathan was really good at, he, he's the author, he's written several books and, you know, really creative when it comes to copywriting and stuff like that, you know? Uh, and so kind of marrying those two things. And, and, and then the other thing, was like you know i would get you know my mom uh, would post a lot of like uh church uh graphics and things like that and a lot of them were kind of cheesy yeah so a large part was like okay you know i I would love to kind of stop cheesy graphics for churches (laughs) and so like you know that was kind of the joke part of it but you know in reality it's pretty cool now like you know three you know three years four years later now my mom's sharing our stuff so yeah i guess it worked (laughs) that's so funny it's funny how those ideas can come up too. Yeah. Like you said, like it, it can be almost half a joke and then you look back and you're like, oh, this was a really good idea. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, and so then you say that you're working full time. So are you working, do you create all the designs for Sunday social right now? Uh, probably about 70% of it. Um, okay. You know, we're creating a lot of content, but now, you know, thankfully we've been able to hire some awesome talented designers, some right. contractor, um, you know, we're always kind of mixing different, um, you know, designers, um, the other thing too, sometimes we'll license work from, you know, designers that are already creating content. Um, right. And it's just a matter of, you know, approaching them and working that out and stuff like that. So yeah, super thankful we're at a place now where, you know, cause we're, we're making over, 
I want to say like 110 different graphics a month, um, yeah. brand new. And, and then, you know, addition, addition to that, we have some other initiatives that we started. Uh, we started this thing called Season Kits, which is basically like a huge template package um, to kind of bring uh, either sermon series or campaigns or like a three-month span, uh, you know, a look and feel and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you know, a lot of work goes into creating those things. But, um, you know, now we're we're at a place where we're able to also hire out um, some help too, which is really cool. Yeah, very, very cool. And so then you've got this other platform called New Supply. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about that and then also kind of touch on the difference between that and Sunday Social TV? Yeah, for sure. Um, so new supply is something that's actually a year old um, as far as the the form it is now. It's a year old. Um, but, you know, I've always been a, you know, even before I started uh, Sunny Social, I've I always looked for ways to kind of, um, you know, create extra income using design. So, right. you know, whether that's creating assets packs, uh, you know, I used to sell templates on other sites. Um, but you know, finding a marketplace is, you know, that work well for the years has always been a struggle, you know, a lot of times some marketplaces will work great, but you know, you got, you know, you got more people that start using it. And so, you know, your sales go down or, you know, a lot of these marketplaces sometimes go to subscription models. And so then, you know, your percentages get cut. And so, you know, I found myself at a place where, you know, I was starting to grow following, but at the same time, like, you know, I'm not one to kind of self-promote my own products and stuff like that and so yeah you know i also have friends that that have that create this type of stuff and so um one of the uh, so what came about is i actually um i got this idea from uh, this fit i was into fishing and um i got this subscription for like these uh you pay like, I don't know, it's like 10 bucks a month and they send you different like lures and uh, different, um, you know, um, tackle and stuff like that for fishing. Right. And so the, the whole idea is they're sending you this stuff so you could try it out. And if you like it, you go to that company and you buy more stuff. Right. Right. Um, and, and, it, and so then that's how the new supply idea came about as a way to kind of, you know, showcase other creators, other asset makers, um, you know, and bring it at a very low cost to designers. Um you know, the other thing is that there's a lot of like bundle sites um, where like you'd pay 30 bucks and you get like 150 fonts and stuff like that. So right. like, we knew we didn't want to compete with that uh, because that's not necessarily, you know, we didn't want to have to, you know, have small percentages for artists. So we wanted to focus on a curate, curated list of artists, which is like three artists or designers every month. Um, and that way their payouts are a lot higher. Uh, and at the same time, it's really good work instead of just getting a bunch of junk that, you know, you're not going to use um, right. as somebody that's subscribed. And so that's kind of how that started out. And, you know, it's been, it's been growing slowly. It's definitely not the growth that we had on Sunday social hasn't translated on new supply because it's a totally different audience. It's a totally different model. Yeah. Uh, For me, it's almost like more of a personal um, project of helping other designers and artists that are in the same boat as I am trying to, you know, make extra income. Um, And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of where new supply started and kind of where it's going. Yeah. Well, I think also uh, speaking on the growth, you know, Instagram's always updating their algorithm and I know there's been a big drop off in engagement lately. Uh, so if this is a year-ish in the making, at least in, in this form, then uh, it could also just be the algorithm, which is unfortunate that it has so much control over it because I think that's a really cool idea. And like like you said, like you wanted to focus on quality and when you scroll through the feed, man, like they're all like fire design. So um, 
definitely doing some really cool things with both of those. I think it's a really cool idea. Uh, I actually think too, so I, I know I followed Sunday Social way back, right? And I don't know that I recognized that you were part of that whenever I was following it. So oh, yeah. I think that's interesting too to look at it now and be like, oh, I see. That was that was Joe. Who would have known? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool though. Uh, so kind of looking at both of them, you know, being a designer kind of comes with its own struggles and then starting a business kind of has its own struggles. So what would you say has been sort of the biggest struggle in starting both of them? Um, I guess starting both of them is, uh, you know, especially Sunday social. I think the biggest struggle there was like all the work that went into it without yeah. knowing if it was going to take off or not. Yeah. And so that return of time, um, yeah. you know, when, when me and my business partner first started talking, you know, my idea, his idea of like, giving away 30 graphics for five dollars like to me like i was like that's so cheap like that doesn't make sense you know yeah. i'm undercutting the industry you know uh but then i realized like okay you know once we, you know i you know i was thinking then and now of 10 subscribers like i wasn't thinking you know two thousand subscribers or right you know? and so i think that that mentality of like okay you know, we have to kind of think bigger than, you know, the current situation. Like that's something that's a little bit too hard to grasp. And the same thing with new supply, like, you know, uh, we've grown, I think we're like 200, 200 plus subscribers right now mm -hmm. in a year. Um, and so like, you know, my mentality is like, okay, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep digging. I'm going to keep working at it till we, yeah. get, you know, my goal is 5,000. So, um, you know, I kind of had, you kind of have to have that mindset of like the long game. Right. Um, and can't expect it, you know, to happen overnight. And so that's where, you know, for Sunday social, it's like this last few months, like, or this last year, it's, you know, that's where like a lot of the growth has come, but that's been after, you know, four years of like digging in and, you know, right. creating every month, creating 80, a hundred graphics every month. Um, and so, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's one of the biggest challenges is, you know, being persistent. Um, yeah. When, you know, because there's a lot of points there where it's like, oh, it's easy to give up or, you know. Right. Um, during like the, the first year, we were kind of the first people to sell social media, like to focus on social media graphics. Then after that, you know, a lot of other uh, companies started adding that like as an extra add on. So, right. you know, we had to like, OK, step up our game even further um, to make sure that, you know, you know, we were, we were still the better option and stuff like that. And so, yeah. um, definitely there, there's some challenges that come with that, uh, with starting something uh, fresh, but it's also super rewarding, um, to create something for yourself as a designer. Um, a lot of times we create, we create these products and these things for other people and other people's visions. Uh, and it's really awesome to be able to work on something that's your own, right. um, that, you know, you, you can't really make excuses and say, oh, this, you know, this would be better, but this client did this or decided to go this right. way. Like it's really the balls on you to yeah. decide if it's going to be better. So it's, it's definitely a, a rewarding experience. When yeah. It comes to that. I think the, uh, the perseverance being an issue, I think that that's really, that extends to so many areas just of life. I mean, whether it's business, whether it's career focused or not, um, it can be really hard when you're starting something to, to keep at it. And I think that's something I have a tendency to start a lot of things or like start a lot of ideas and then kind of like fizzle out, which I think a lot of people do. Uh, and I think whenever you kind of have that gumption to stick with something, I think that's when you know that it's something important. Uh, so like this podcast, for instance, you know, it's, it's not growing at the rate that I thought it would. And at the same time, I enjoy it so much that I'm like, I really, I'm just, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. And so I think when mm -hmm. you kind of hit that stride, that's when things start to kind of 
click almost. And I think when people see that you're enjoying it and that you're sticking with it, uh, it's almost like kind of building that credibility to say like, I believe in this and you should believe in this too. Um, so yeah, definitely that's something that I can see as being a struggle in a lot of areas. And then to the point about undercutting, I think the interesting thing too, is that like you said that you were worried you were undercutting the industry cause you're thinking 30 graphics, $5, it's too cheap. But the difference is that like where you go on Fiverr and pay $5 for a logo that's for you, you know, these things like whoever's making it, like if you're making it right, that one piece could get licensed, you know, thousands of times. It's not an exclusive license. So that yeah. $5 subscription, you know, extends to a lot. And like you said, kind of like where you had to think bigger. Um, and I think that can be hard, especially in the early stages, but you gotta, you gotta look at that scalability to see the potential in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what have you found has been the best way to market everything you're working on? Uh, so I obviously you're on uh, Instagram for both New Supply and Sunday Social and then for your own work, as well as TikTok, uh, different things like that. What, what have you found has been sort of the most effective way to market the different things that you're working on? Um, I think the biggest thing is, one, just make the product as, as good as you can, like, you know, uh, and take care of your customers. Um, I think those are the, the first two things when it comes to marketing. Uh, yeah. A lot of people think, you know, that it's the other way around. It's like, a, you know, um, but it's really comes down to the product and taking care of the people that are your customers. Um, and then on top of that, I think the biggest thing has been like collaborating with other artists and other designers and bringing other people into the fold. Yeah. A lot of times as a company, you know, as a small business, you know, you I think the, we make the mistake of making it about ourselves and w the more you make it about other people and about other, you know, um, the easier it is, you know, for people to share about it, you know, um, nobody's going to want to share like, you know, your black Friday sale. I mean, for them, unless it's like a really good deal, you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? But like, you know, um, but if you're helping resource other people or inspire other people or entertain other people, like those, that's the, the kind of stuff that, um, that people want to share, you know, most of our, you know, early on Sunday social, like, you know, most of it was just kind of word of mouth and Instagram, uh, you know, really focusing yeah. on Instagram. Um, now we do like some Facebook ads and things like that and, you know, sponsorships and stuff and stuff like that. But, you know, now that we're starting new supply, we're in the same boat. We didn't, we, we made it so affordable, new supply so affordable that we didn't really leave a lot of room, um, to, for marketing purposes and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it, it is a really grassroots uh, effort. Um, the model itself, you know, how, you know, where we use other contributors like that helps, you know, um, spread the word because, you know, they're sharing with their audience. Right. And, you know, we also feature other artists that create using our, um, our assets that we dropped. And so that's another way to, you know, help, you know, um, artists, you know, the same designers sharing that, that content and sharing about us and stuff like that. And so, um, so yeah, so the, the whole word of mouth and like just being nice to people, uh, I think yeah. goes a long way. Um, you know, especially on social, especially these days where it's like easy to be mad and, yeah. um, you know, to get mad on social media, like it's refreshing when companies, um, you know, take care of people, um, and are nice, you know, on social. Yeah. I think too, kind of speaking to bringing other people in, you know, the cool thing would be like, I imagine if I, if I'm a fan of someone's work and then they start promoting, Hey, go over to new supply. I've got my work up there. I'd be like, heck yeah. Like I want to get that. Uh, yeah. so I, I think that's, 
that, like you said, like that, it's, um, you know, I always heard that user generated content was a lot more reliable than you just posting on your own. And it's almost like you've kind of built it around that idea, obviously not for that reason, but that's like a big driving factor probably in the social media would be that, you know, these people are seeing like artists that they're already familiar with now talking about it. And it's sort of, like you said, that word of mouth, the testimonial kind of just saying like, look, this is, this is cool. Y'all should check it out. Um, it's a lot better and more effective than you just saying that it's cool. Cause obviously you think it's cool, you know? So yeah. I can't imagine if I was saying like, Hey, go buy my work. They'd be like, well, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. it's so much easier as a person to like myself, like for somebody else to say it versus me having to say it. Right. Like, you know, even, even though like, you know, even on my own channel, like I don't talk a lot about Sunday social or new supply, you know, I, I try to promote it as much as I, as I can, but you know, it's really hard for me just to like, I don't want to come off as over, uh, you know, over promoting things and stuff like right. that. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's easier when somebody else is doing it because then it's like somebody else's voice. And right. Not necessarily my take. Um, because I'm, of course I'm biased, you know, I think right. Sunny Social is the best and I think New Supply is the best, let's yeah. say, <laughs> uh, but it's better when it comes from somebody else. And so the, 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 yeah, just creating, creating those moments has been super beneficial for us. Um, you know, whether that's from, you know, the designers we're working with to, you know, the, the type of content that we're producing, you know, one thing we started to do is featuring, you know, the contributors, like doing a little interview uh, with the contributors um, that that create that contributor assets every month, and so you know that's a good way to kind of another way for them to share about you know what what new supply is doing, and it's not right. just content that's you know made to make a sale and stuff like that. So. Right. So Sunday Social TV has quite a big following on Instagram. Do you guys do any sort of social media marketing things, or do you really just kind of rely on word of mouth and and kind of those those ways to bring people in um in in a sense yes we we um at early on i was running the social media account uh, mm-hmm. but the last couple of years we hired uh, brianna who's uh, been tremendously super helpful kind of taking and managing that and you know creating different content and so we're always you know doing different things to to kind of create growth and whatnot uh you know we've also noticed that the algorithm has kind of changed and so yeah we're doing different things you know from you know and and it goes back even the same thing that we're doing with new supplies like we're bringing in other people um whether it's through interviews whether it's through story takeovers or you know guest posts and stuff like that um you know those are different ways you know in a sense we have a we have a strategy in mind, but it's always, it's super fluid and, you know, we'll have an idea this week and let's try this. You know, um, I, we've been talking the last couple of days of, you know, utilizing reels more. Right. And so, you know, this week we've, you know, they're, they're working on creating content specifically for reels and what that looks like. Um, so that's always evolving and always changing, especially with social media. I mean, that you have to, you know, you can't, it's one of those things you can't just sit and, you know, and forget about it. You have to like always be evolving, uh, what worked last week isn't going to work this week or right. going to work <laughs> tomorrow. So it's the frustrating um, part. <laughs> yeah. It's the frustrating part. You know, it's always new. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't say there's like a legit like plan set in stone, but there's right. like these things that we, we try to do on a monthly basis. And if it's not working, being okay with saying, okay, this is not working. Let's do something else. Right. Yeah, that's definitely the way you have to approach social media because from what I found, a lot of the things that I think are going to be awesome turn out to not work. So uh, you got to be <laughs> flexible for sure. Yeah. 
So what are your long-term goals for yourself being like your personal work, uh, Sunday social TV and new supply? What are you kind of looking to the future? What is it that you're kind of going after in all of those areas? I mean, um, I guess for myself, uh, you know, I, I really enjoying, uh, the flexibility now to create my own art and right. to share that process. So that's something I, I've shifted goals on, um, now having the ability to spend more time with that. Um, I don't know what that looks like, you know, whether that's, you know, I don't necessarily consider myself a teacher and, you know, I more want to inspire people. Um, and I think, you know, through work and through the process and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So definitely have some goals there to, um, you know, I've started doing a little bit more like uh, voiceover walkthrough videos and stuff like right. that. Um, so get, you know, instead of being kind of hiding behind my work, maybe be a little bit more in front of my work and be yeah. able to showcase, uh, and, you know, walk people through it. Um, you know, when it comes to like new supply and Sunday social, I mean, I, I think the, the, the growth idea is always great, but I think, um, more the opportunity it creates to work with other people. And yeah. for me, you know, especially now, like with Sunday social, you know, now we're getting, I'm getting to work with like some designers that, you know, I've loved working with, um, you know, we're bringing in some photographers that, yeah. you know, I'm huge fans of, and you know, it's creating those opportunities and the same thing with new supply. Like it really helps create, uh, you know, opportunity relationships with other artists and designers. Um, because I know what it's like, you know, to be a creative or, you know, to be an independent designer or, you know, somebody that's, ha you know, working full time and trying to pursue a freelance career and stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, I want to help empower as many of those people as I can. Um, right. And, you know, you know, use Sunday social and you supply is just another vehicle, another avenue of helping empower other creatives, you know, as we bring them along the process and stuff like that. So yeah. that's the kind of stuff that like really gets me excited. Um, you know, it's, you know, not to grow it for my own reasons, personal reason, but to grow it for the fact that, you know, I'm able to, um, you know, partner up with other designers and other creators uh, along the road. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very awesome. So then what advice would you give to a young designer? If there's someone out there that's new to the field, uh, you know, they're just kind of getting their feet wet. Uh, what would be sort of the biggest piece of advice that you could give them? Um, I think to never stop being a student. I, I think that's, that's, pro you know, I've, I've grown up with a lot of peers that, you know, along the way they've kind of either fizzled off or, you know, they're not doing what they're doing. And, you know, we talk later and it's like, man, I really wish I was, you know, creating or had this job. And, you know, you talk to anybody that's been a long time in this industry, um, you know, they're, they're always learning and constantly pushing for their craft forward. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's one of the biggest things, um, that, that I could tell anybody. It's like, it's really, you know, it's taking personal responsibility about self-development. Um, that, that is huge because it's really not anybody else's responsibility to, yeah. you know, to train you or to get to, to make you get better at your craft. And so, um, it's tough because, you know, even I have a hard time, you know, it's like, you know, last night it's like, you know, uh, I could do this class or, you know, there's something I wanted to learn or, you know, I could jump on Xbox for an hour, uh, Yeah. you know, you know, that's tough. But, um, but I think, you know, that never becoming, a, never stop being a student. That's the, you know, the one thing my teacher ta taught me, you know, I've been designing for a long time. And yeah. so, um, you know, the, the thing he taught me is like, you know, you never want to be, you know, the best, you, you never want to be the best in the room. You always want to keep evolving and growing. You know, if I would have stuck like, 
how I used to design in the twenties, like, you know, it would have been played out by now right. because you know, all those tricks and everything I learned at college then like none of that style was in, none of, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so it's definitely something that you have to continue to grow, um, as an artist and as a designer. Yeah. I think that's, uh, it, it's, it's a bittersweet, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's nice in the sense that like, I, I love the aspect of learning and being able to push these new things. Um, and I think the, the only bitter side would be that it's something that you always have to be working at. So I think about some other things where, uh, you know, something that's a little bit more structural and it's less like artistic, you know, there might be a little bit like there's still learning to be done, but it's a little bit more, uh, rigid. Um, so I think it depends on how you approach it. I, for one, I love the idea of learning new things, um, a big part of the podcast and a lot of the other things that I'm working on right now are that, uh, in my mind, you know, I don't ever want to be just a designer. I like the idea of being a designer. I love photography, videography. I love the podcast. So kind of doing more of the multimedia thing is cool. So I think it depends on sort of your perspective. Um, but, but that's something that's a recurring theme is that you got to keep learning to be, you know, relevant and, and up with what's, what's current right now. So, uh, definitely a good piece of advice for any young designers out here that are listening. Uh, make sure that you stay learning. Find mentors. That's what I've learned is find mentors, find people that can give you advice on your work and, and critique your work and be honest with you about that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And it, mentors are huge. Uh, and, you know, and I, I like to say I have mentor mentors that don't even know they're my mentors because, yeah. you know, I followed their work. Um, there's so much, you know, so many good people, artists and designers out there that share their process, share yeah. what they're thinking you know, buy their books, you know, sign up for their courses yeah, uh, and soak that in because, you know, I grew up in an age like, you know, I'll show you how old I am. Like, <laughs> you know, when, when I first got into Photoshop, you literally had to like go to a bookstore and buy a book <laughs> to learn, you know, new things. Um, you know, and so like there was a lot of gates that you had to get through in order yeah. to learn something. And now, man, it's, you know, such an open source, you know, knowledge is, is so it's, it's almost too much. Uh, but, yeah. you know, having the time to like stay focused on, on something, it, it doesn't mean you can't try different things. I mean, that's my MO. Like, you know, I'm always doing diff different things. Like right now I'm learning about video because I'm creating video stuff, even though I don't want to be a filmmaker, but I'm yeah. still, you know, I'm still learning. And somewhere along that the way, this, this learning experience is going to help my craft even, even further. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's one of those things like you never stop learning, you know, right now it's, it's a great opportunity. The internet, it's a great place, uh, for that right now. So, yeah. um, so, um, you know, exploit that right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up today's show, but where can everyone find your work, Joe? Um, yeah, I guess the biggest one is, um, you know, you can find me on Instagram at Joe Cavazos. Um, and you know, TikTok is another one. You can find me there at joecavazos.com. Um, and those are kind of the two big places that, um, I'm sharing my work. Cool. I'll also drop links down. So there'll be links to those in the podcast notes if you want to check that out. Um, and then I'll also drop uh, New Supply and Sunday Social down there as well. So make sure to check those out. Uh, they got some really cool work. So, hey, thank you again, Joe, for joining me today. I really do appreciate you taking time out of your day to uh, sit down and have this conversation. For sure. Thanks, brother. Absolutely. And thank you to everyone for listening to this episode of Creatively Brief. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and follow us on social media at Creatively Brief. I'll be back next week with another episode, but until then, have a great week, everyone. I'll talk to you guys in the next one.